If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talk Star Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to uh, send us an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, TV, And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365, visit us at xzbn.net. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Alfred Sylvester, and we're going to be talking about alchemy. And alchemy is a science reaching back at least 2,500 years Alchemy was practiced in nearly every part of the developing world and sought to understand life through a combination of magic and primitive chemistry. Alchemy is no longer practiced except for a handful of people around the world who believe the goals of alchemy are attainable. And Alfred Sylvester is one of them. Um, He has a book out that's called The First Mythology in which he shares 35 years of his personal research into alchemy. The website is www.thefirstmythology.com and Alfred, welcome to the Exxon. I, uh, I'm pleased to be here and pleased to talk about it. All right, so tell me how you became interested in alchemy. Well, uh, I was in nuclear power in the Navy and, and I learned a lot about you know splitting the atom, that, that uh, technology. And uh, when I got out, a friend of mine brought me a book because I know all about splitting the atom, uh, mm-hmm. his assumption. Uh, and it was about, we were not the first. And it was about all the things that were done in the world in the past. that They left relics, but nobody really understood what it was about. And he wanted us to figure out how to make gold. And, of course, that was alchemy. Uh, he was a friend of mine, so I didn't, like, I didn't try to shut him down or anything. I said I would look at it. And I looked at it. And I found it to be quite interesting. Even today, I'm still learning, even though it's been like 45 years now. Uh, there is a lot of fact. Uh, all of our past is actually based on it. Mm-hmm. But it was all secretive because it was basically about religion and the understanding of the creation. And uh, it was heretical to the church. And so to openly practice it uh, meant that you just might be burnt at the stake. So everything went underground. All right, so who came up with alchemy, and how was it used in the past? Well, what I found now, uh, I'm on a a forum, and uh, they talk a lot about the Anunnaki and, you know, Egypt and and, and all the past. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never paid attention to the Anunnaki because when it first came out, it must have been 30 years ago when the first book was written at least, uh, I listened to a guy talking about it, and he said it was okay for him to emphasize everything because it would make the information more interesting. 
Well, I just want to know the facts, man, not not some emphasis and made up information to make the book more interesting. So I never paid any attention to it. Well, during that time period, up until pretty close to the present time, I learned, I'm uh, like the guy in the Da Vinci movie, uh, how to read all these symbols from the past. And these symbols are everywhere from uh, a lot of them, the 13, 14, 1500s, carved in stone, places like Notre Dame, uh, here in the United States, uh, the way Washington, D.C. is, uh, the Newport Tower in Rhode Island. Uh, all this information is built into these buildings if you can read it and understand it, which now I can. And uh, from this forum that I've been paying attention to, Craig Patrick's forum, when they talked about the Anunnaki and they started bringing out these uh, tablets, they used to put everything in a clay tablet and then bake it in the sun and it became like cement. Well, I can read these tablets and they're all talking about the same religion, the, the same aspect and uh, what those people were saying they met, uh, it's not entirely correct. Uh, I'll give you an example. They said, and they talk a lot about them changing our DNA mm -hmm. because of this one symbol of the two serpents on the rod, uh, the caduceus. Right, the medical insignia. Right. Well, that really, the two serpents represent the sun and moon, okay? That's a secret, but the reason they did it was an allegory. It was uh, an idea that was expressed by a picture or some meaning. And the sun and moon in Genesis is really about the yearly cycle. The day is based on the moon. Six days in the northern hemisphere is the six days of creation. Then it repeats six days in the southern hemisphere, always recreating. The reason they used the serpent was the serpent renews itself every year by shedding its skin and growing. So it was a good metaphor or allegory to represent the sun and the moon in a secretive way. Everything is done like that in alchemy. So the two serpents do not represent our DNA. And as I found out more information about the Inaki, I'm spending a lot of time there. Everything that I know about alchemy has came from the Anunnaki. Uh, the best way to say it is it's all myth. Uh, we'll get into that more as we as we discuss it. But what they're saying about the Anunnaki is also myth. So I can't presently find information where the actual occurrence uh, occurred. It may not. And I know this sounds ridiculous, but if the Anunnaki did come here from another planet, as our religions are based on this, all of them, uh, our religion may actually be from another planet. Well, let, well, just hold on here for a second, because what you're what you're telling us about the Anunnaki has never been proven, right? Like, there, yeah, there, I, I realize that there is no but, proof that they actually existed. So to say that our religions are from out of space because you believe, and other people who are into alchemy believe that the uh, the the serpent, uh, you know, the we're, we're talking about the sun, the moon, the serpent. It, it, can't be, it can't be proven by any factual text. And yet, theology, world theology, goes along with the interpretation in the Bible. Have you ever heard of Mauro Biglino? B-I-G-L-I-N-O. Nope. Okay, I'll tell you who he is, uh, because uh, I've been uh, reading and listening to his work lately. Mm -hmm. He's a linguist. He doesn't even speak English. He reads all the old Hebrew, like the old Hebrew Bibles and texts, yeah. uh, the old Italian, and uh, that's what he does. Okay? Now, they let him into the Vatican to uh, transform some of the tapes or some of the papers that they had down there because they said nobody can read it and nobody really knows what it says. Now, if you listen to his tapes, basically what he'll tell you uh, None of the old stuff up to the Nicene Council, when everything was changed, mm -hmm. talks about the things that we talk about. And I know a lot of it. Uh, I would like to co converse with the gentleman because he doesn't understand what it's based on, and that's the whole problem. Nobody really knows that it's based on what we call alchemy. And so, like I said previous, I studied Abraham, 
that went to Egypt, uh, Moses ended up and wrote Genesis with that information. Yes. And the actual religion of Egypt about Isis and Osiris, mm -hmm. all the things that happened to Osiris is a copy of this process and what we do perfecting the matter. Okay, now I can prove that the writings on Notre Dame, the writings all over in stone tablets, and uh, I gave you a website at Levity where he has a collection of alchemical material. Mm -hmm. I can explain almost everything on there, and it all says the same thing, every bit of it. But and as far as what I'm, what I'm saying is the information that they brought from Samaria through Abraham, mm -hmm. it's myth, okay? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the religion of Isis and Osiris at all. Nope. Well, I'll, I'll quickly give you what happened uh, to Osiris. Uh, he went to a party, was put in a casket, they nailed it shut, threw him down the river. He uh, regenerated inside of a, uh, like a casket that turned into a tree. Ice, Osiris found him, brought him back to Egypt, regenerated him, brought him forth again as a baby. He then became a super female male because he wanted to become a god, and he became a god of the underworld. Okay, now we all know that does not happen to any living thing. All right, okay? stand by. We've got to take our first break. Exxon Nation, our guest this hour is Alfred Sylvester, and he claims the secret of alchemy. Alchemy has been hidden from the masses for centuries. His website, thefirstmythology.com, and we'll be back on the other side as we continue talking about alchemy. Fact, fiction, or somewhere in between. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. 
Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Exonation, my guest this hour is Alfred Sylvester, www.thefirstmythology.com. All right, so we're talking about Osiris, and, you know, it sounds like something that you would read in, in a fairy tale book. So how can we relate that to actual events? Well, uh, that's the whole thing. Uh, you read it and you say, well, this is a myth, and I've listened, I listened to a, a station out of Chicago where they actually talk about this kind of, uh, you know, uh, the past, the religion, Egypt. Mm -hmm. Nobody, everybody explains what's going on there, but nobody knows what it's based on. And I also wonder how you can explain things when you don't know what it's based on. They have no idea that it's based on this alchemical process because it's so hidden. But when you learn the steps in my book, I do an exact duplicate of the life and times of Osiris, the same amount of time, the same times of the year. So that religion that came from Samaria, from Abraham to Moses, became the religion of Egypt. And now I want to say something that a lot of people don't like to hear. That religion is now our Christian religion. It's just that the church changed the past. And it's why I mentioned Mario Biglino, this linguist that uh, they let him go through a lot of the stuff. And finally they said, no, you can't do this anymore because he was uh, saying a lot of things that they didn't want people to know. But let me, let me play the devil's advocate here, and that's an appropriate sure. phrase for this hour. Um, how do we know that he was telling the truth and that he himself did not have ulterior motives for, for interpreting it to his way of thinking? Well, anything is possible, mm -hmm. but I wrote mm -hmm. my book eight years ago before he put this information out. Okay. If, you, if you check the steps and the things that are in my book, you could call up Mr. Mauro Biglino and you could say, I can further explain these things that you said. Because when I listen to it, I, I understand everything that he's saying because right. he's saying the truth about the past. Okay, so and, so, so if, okay. if he is correct, how is that going to change the world today? Everybody talks about the Anunnaki being here because they wanted the gold. Well, not everybody, uh, not everybody, not everybody talks about the Anunnaki. There are those of us who think it's nothing else but a bunch of bunk. And we well, dismiss it as soon as we hear anything about it. Like, I don't have anybody on my show who talks about the Anunnaki because, I personally, I, I can't waste my listeners' time on, on information that can't be proven. Well, here's the thing. If you listen to Michael Tellinger, who's down in South Africa... Mm -hmm. He says there's evidence there that there was millions of people down there in the past. They dug everything all over the place looking for gold. And there's signs down there that relate back to Samaria again and back to the Anunnaki. And, and I agree with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've thought that for the last like 40 out of the last 45 years because it's, it's just totally ridiculous. But here's the thing. Right. I know nuclear power and... These people are taking matter and putting it inside an eggshell, sounds very primitive, inside of a glass pyramid and rearranging the matter to make it perfect to where it became so perfect that it was a medicine. And they said that there's things that you have to do at the end okay. to where it will actually trans transmute uh, gold. Now, I knew nuclear power, nuclear physics, thermodynamics, you name it, I know all that. I can't read about this in a book. I can't read anything about it in a book. The only thing you can find out that we knew about shape is they'd say, well, yogurt will last better if you put it in this particular type of a container. Now there's a lot of information out about uh, uh, the pyramids, and I read that they're using uh, different mathematical equations that they find that work in the pyramid in some of these supercomputers that they're making. 
So here again, I'm saying, well, where did this technology come from? How did those people know how to do this? Uh, even like building the Cheops pyramid, that is so perfectly aligned that when they put the last stone in, they didn't have to adjust it 480 feet up. We can't do that today. Well, that doesn't mean it couldn't have been done. All that means is that we don't know how they did it. And right. if this technology, right. if we, this, wait a second here, hold on. If this technology that you're talking about was so great, so powerful, how come the civilizations who used it aren't around anymore? Well, if they came here, evidently they could travel. I have my own theory of why they were here, mm -hmm. uh, and evidently they got what they wanted and they left. Uh, now, if you read, they say that they taught the Igigi, that was like some of us, uh, how to do these things. Mm -hmm. And they come right on and say, we created the flood to destroy all you guys so that you wouldn't have this uh, education when we left. And you believe but that? I don't. I don't believe anything. Okay, to tell you the truth, okay. I'm only saying. I'm only saying these are the facts. You can make up your own mind about it. But how can we say these are the facts if they can't be proved? Well, you can't prove that part. But I spent now almost my whole adult life figuring out how to make this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the alchemists say the only way you can be sure, because they wouldn't tell you how to do it, mm -hmm. is by the color changes of the matter when you subject it to these different forces throughout the year. And I have in the color of my book, exact, or the cover of my book, exactly what I did, the times of the year and everything, and it exactly duplicates what they, what they said. Okay? But in today's, now, in today's world, anything could be manipulated to make it appear that it was from way back when. Come on, we're in the, we're in the age of computer technology. God. I know that. I know that. I was a nuke. I was a nuke uh, back in the 60s. I know okay. exactly everything that you're saying. Right. But I'll tell you why they were here. Uh, they say they come here to get the gold. Well, that's, you know, that's like everything else about them. A lot of people don't understand because they don't even know the things that I'm talking about. It's never been connected with the Anunnaki. But here's the point. We live in a very special planet because we have such a large moon and it takes both a combination of the sunlight and moonlight to work this product. Okay? Well, uh, well, wait a second. Wait a sec. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Sure. sure. I, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to follow here. Okay. So, so you're telling me that Earth is so unique within this vast universe that this intelligent or allegedly intelligent group of people who could traverse time and space found this planet, and took our gold. They used it to make this medicine, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Jesus had this medicine, all right? Jesus. It's in the old record. Okay. Yes, I can show that to you in the Gospel of the Twelve, in the Nag Hammadi Library. Uh, that's the old information that wasn't redone at the Nicene Council. What was this medicine that Jesus had then? Well, we call it the Philosopher's Stone. It's like we call it alchemy. I don't know what they called it, okay? Because uh, mm -hmm. they talked about it as like part through the creation. Well, let me talk about that really quick. Sure. Like I said, you have to use Genesis to make this. And I told you Genesis really about the six days, six months in each hemisphere, the way the sun and moon moves back and forth. Right. You told us your interpretation of Genesis. Okay. Right. Okay. And that's how you have to make this matter. And when it's done, it's perfected. Now, okay, I said, I've never really made it to where I can test the perfection, but why would a place like Egypt make it into their religion if it didn't work? And they said, basically, that this proved that there was a God in nature because he could be the only perfection. And you can learn about him by studying nature, and you can, you can do this. And you can have they, what they call it the best gift that was ever given to us by God. Well, you know, there's a lot of things in life that make no sense, and I would imagine that if this elixir really did exist, that this is one of those mysteries that die out with time. If the and and there's a lot of things in different religions and religious philosophies that you know make no sense today, but did back then. We have to realize that when these philosophies were written, 
the knowledge of science, physics, quantum physics, chemistry were not known. So let's go back in time, take what happened, bring it up to the future and see if it stands the test of science. And I'm sorry, a lot of these things don't. I understand exactly what you're saying. Now, let me tell you something about me. Okay. Uh, okay. okay, I... I, like I said, I was qualified in nuclear. Uh, I knew nuclear physics, all mm -hmm. that stuff. There was a lot of times I put these books down and put them in my locker because I said, you know, this stuff is just totally ridiculous. Right. And they'd be in my locker for months, but something would happen. Uh, I like this one time I'm driving home and like a ticker tape, this answer came across my mind and I actually laughed about it. I said, yeah, you know, I haven't thought about this crap in months, mm -hmm. but it was mm -hmm. an answer. And I went back and I looked and I looked and I found that answer in my book. So okay. I spent time again reading these ridiculous books. And I know how many times, you don't know how many times I've been told, oh, that old ridiculous, it needs to be thrown away. I said, no, you have to read it a long time to where you can understand what they're saying. Once you can understand what they're saying, everything is very complicated what you're doing. Like they knew that the sunlight is changed when it goes through an eggshell to a kind of a polarized light. We're working with matter in polarized light during the daytime because of the eggshell, and we're working at night with polarized because the moonlight is a reflected light, which is a polarized light, so it's repolarized as it goes through the pyramid and through this eggshell. It's doing things to matter that we have no knowledge on. All right, stand okay. by. We've got to take our news break. ExoNation Alfred Sylvester's our guest this hour. www.thefirstmythology.com. This is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and of course on iHeartRadio. I'll be back on the other side of this break. And don't forget to check us out on Simul TV www.simultv.com From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada to the world and beyond you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network www.simultv.com xzbn.net AVS Media You have heard of the X Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well it is, but you can have it today right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365.
Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnicks, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. All right, Exonation, my guest this hour is Alfred Sylvester. His website is thefirstmythology.com. Um, so when we look at the picture so far, let me, let me see if I can kind of put things in a chronological order. The Anunnaki from Planet X, I believe, came to this planet from right across the universe or wherever they came from to get our gold because this was the only, or this is the only, planet that has gold. And they needed gold gold to use their alchemical knowledge to make a special type of medicine. Have I got that right so far? You're just a little bit wrong about our planet. Okay, correct well, me. Let me. Let me just correct that really fast. Yeah, please. I'm, I'm sure that, and I've said it on the forum a lot of times, you wouldn't have to come here to get gold. I'm sure they could find gold all over the place. Yeah, that's, that's I what I was getting at. Yeah, what is unique about our planet is we have such a big moon, and so it's the conditions because the gold is part of the medicine. Usually I don't talk about that. But if you're going to make enough medicine for a society of people, I don't know how many Anunnaki there were, evidently a lot, millions, billions, who knows. So they wanted a lot of gold to go with us. They were always carrying this thing around that looks like a pocketbook, okay? And everybody's always saying, why are they carrying, what's that pocketbook thing? I said, well, Jesus carried around a bag of powder that he cured with, and if you're going to be a Christos, which is like a living God, which that's about Jesus, we'll talk about that later maybe, uh, they say you have to take this like every third day. So I can see that they were, the alchemists always said, you know, they carried a little bag of it around uh, on, on their neck, under their clothes, so that nobody knew they had it. But even the North American Indians used to carry medicine uh, bags. That doesn't, yes, they did. You know, and, and, me, and that was just herbs and, and other, other things that, that the shaman or the medicine man would use. And, and in all the history that I've read over the years, I've never heard a connection between North American uh, First Nations and the Anunnaki. Well, let me tell you what it's all about, okay? Sure. It's about spirit. Okay, you think you have a spirit, which you don't, and if you remember that, you can ask me and I'll explain it. Um, the sun, they thought, was like the left eye of God, and from the sun you got the seed of gold. It was male, it was sulfurous, it was hot and dry, and it was spirit. This is where they believed that spirit came to us through the formation of the earth and soul came to us through the formation of the earth by use of the moon. Now, that's Egypt, that's Anunnaki. Oh, yeah, but how does that relate to North American First Nations? The American Indian, for as long as he can remember, has prayed to the great spirit linked to the sun. How did he get that great spirit linked to the sun? Well, very and simple. It's very simple because this, in order for anything to live on this planet, you need sunlight. Without sunlight, nothing lives on this planet. They knew that. I, I agree, but how would he come up with the name Great Spirit linked to the sun, which is what Egypt had and was secret? Some of those people had to be here, or in the distant past, some of those people somehow were connected because you, we could talk for the next month and you would never convince me that they just somehow coincidentally Why come not? up with a Why not? Spirit. 
Why not? Why not? They did. Well, that's no. because you don't believe they did. That doesn't mean they didn't. Well, somehow they came up with the same name with the same link to the How song. many John and, How many John Smiths are there in the world? How many There's a lot of them, but how many spirits? Well, yeah, no, no, come on, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. I don't want to waste my time arguing about it. Well, I don't want to waste my time talking about hypothetical things that can't be proven either. So okay, I Okay, let, let me say this to you. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of Gerald Massey. He wrote a lot of books 100 years ago about Egypt, okay? Mm-hmm. And one of the things he did, okay, he called his book The Natural Mythology. Uh, he wanted it to be a natural progression of ideas and, and that nothing like the Anunnaki ever happened. Okay. And he was, told, and he was totally against the alchemy. Okay. But one of the things in his book he said, boy, this is strange. This is part of the Egyptian religion. But China had it back several thousand years ago. And he made a lot of references like that, which said, in the past, we had like a one world. Everybody was getting around. And I'll tell you another thing. If you go back through all the old religions, mm -hmm. you ought to know this. They all had a virgin birth. Okay? In other words, they all had, they named the different gods in the religion, their names, and made it their religion, but it was basically the same religion, the same virgin birth, the same time of the year. It's not coincidence. There was a connection between everybody in the past. Okay, so let's say that way in the distant past, when the Anunnaki walked around, they carried this medicine with them. So the Indians and medicine men simply copied, because that's what they did, Somebody flies into Africa in a small plane, and he says, you go back a month later, and they've got a little airplane built there on the ground, which <laughs> represents uh, what they flew in with. Um, they've done that all over the world. Uh, people with less of an education thinking uh -huh. you're some kind of a god, and this is how he came. But once again, you're putting a lot of faith in this mythological society called the Anunnaki. No, I'm not. Uh what I said was, okay, I know everything that happened to Osiris, and it's all in my book. Okay. okay. But it's not in my book as Osiris because I didn't know about Osiris in Egypt at the time. I'll tell you how I ha that happened. I had this friend in Canada I was talking to, and he is actually one of the guys worked on that tomb where they found the Jesus family. Okay. And, of course, they closed that tomb, and this is kind of ironic, I have to say it. They closed it because they said children could get into this tomb and get hurt, and we have to close it because there was a lot of information or a lot of paper and stuff that was stuffed into there. And I laughed, and I said, here you are in, in Israel, a country that is a dig. Everywhere you go, they're digging up the path. Mm -hmm. But this tomb, they had to seal because children might get hurt in it. <laughs> Isn't that kind of ironic? Did you check that out for yourself, or did you just take your friend's word? He's uh was at the time he's probably dead now an older guy. Well, that that's he, not answering my question, sir. My question is very simple. Did you check it out yourself, or did you take the word of your friend? Well, I took the word of okay. him because he he worked with that geologist that was on TV, the uh, something archaeologist that travels all around all those places over there and does all those digs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't call him a liar, but this is what happened. He says, Al. He says, I went through your book. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. He says, and I knew I'd seen this information somewhere before. And I says, I don't know how, because I've read all the books and I never, you know. And he says, let me get back to you. He got back to me and he gave me one of Massey's books, Egypt, uh, Light of the World. And he says, you got to read this. Well, I had heard of Isis and Osiris. Right. When I read Life and Times of, of Isis and Osiris, Everything that happened to him is the steps of the alchemical process, okay? That's number one. Number two, I sent you a picture of the Newport Tower, and I said, here's the stones, and this is where they are, and at this time of the year, the sun shines on this particular stone, and it's a reference to this process. Now, I just found that out two years ago when I saw it on the History Channel. I didn't even know there was a thing called the Newport Tower, and I went there, mm -hmm. And I looked at it. It's amazing. If you've never been there, you just can't believe that they could build so much stuff in the stonework. But I, it caught my eye because, number one, in December, the sun shines on a, a stone they call. This is an egg. It's carved just like an egg. And we don't know why. Well, 
my process starts out at the beginning of the year in an egg. Uh, and then on the other side for, uh, they don't know because this information has never been put out for the public. Uh, on the other side of the same stone, it's December, but it's December one year later. There's a white stone there. And this got my attention because it's the same, it's carved like the same stone that the Statue of Liberty has. And uh, I said, well, that's really something because they don't know anything else about this stone. If you watch the History Channel, when they were investigating the Templars, the Templars, one of the churches they built in France, has actually got a small, like a six-foot, I would guess, Statue of Liberty there, identical to ours, mm -hmm. with the same, same stone tablet. So to me, that is like a possible link to the Templars. And this particular tower, right above the white stone, there is a round red stone. Well, if you knew this process, in December, two things happened. The white stone is finished, uh, the one medicine, but you need to further augment for the red stone. It starts in December and goes till April. Uh, do you want to talk about April and Easter and what it used to be? Uh, I, I want to talk more about what use all of this is in today's society because, you know, it's, it's nice looking backwards through history. Okay, let's, but, let's but say listen, this, But let's listen, say this listen, here. hold on here, hold on here, hold on here, hold on here, okay? Sure, sure, sure. With all that you've done, with all that you've discovered, with the books that you've written, how is that going to change or how is that going to better the life of humans today? Okay, do you believe that Jesus Christ was a living person and that he was curing the sick? Yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. Okay, if you read in the Gospel of the Twelve, this is basically what it says. They were having a discussion, and, and the disciples said, the one said, I think to Peter, said, Peter, you talk to him. We don't know how to be doctors, and he wants us to take this bag of powder and go into the village and cure the people in his name. Okay, hold on, we've got to take our final break here. Maybe it was cocaine in that powder. I don't know. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue talking to our guest this hour, Alfred Sylvester. His website is thefirstmythology.com. The Anunnaki, we used to have, uh, what was his name? Zachariah Sitchin on the show, and unfortunately, Zachariah passed away. But interest in the Anunnaki comes and goes. There's no consistency in it. To me, that is a, that is a sure shine that Something's not right. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. 
I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Exonation, Sylvester, I'm sorry, Alfred Sylvester is our special guest this hour. Thefirstmythology.com is his website. And I've got to tell you, uh, Alfred, we have been all over history. We've been all over the world. You know, we've talked about Egypt. We've talked about Osiris. We've talked about the Anunnaki. We've talked about religion from outer space. We've talked about... uh, ancient mysteries, uh, but how do they apply to today? How can, how, how does all this knowledge help us in the problems that we are having today as a global society? To me, that is important. Not what Osiris did, not if the Anunnaki were real or not, but how do we help our fellow humans? Well, that's why I ask you, do you believe that Jesus Christ cured people? Yes, you do. So do I. In the Bible, it says uh, Abraham lived 600 years and passed away. Um, yeah, this yeah. guy lived 900 years and passed away. Yeah, but once once again... Oh, 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 no, let me finish. Let me finish. A lot of the alchemists, one even said, oh I've lived almost a thousand years, but the medicine won't work anymore, and I'm dying, so I'm writing this information. Mm-hmm. I don't think all these guys lied. Where does, okay. it, where does it say in the Bible that this medicine, this powder, where, do, where does it talk about that? I want to check that out in my Bible, and I've you got a Bible to, right here. You have to read, read the Nag Hammadi Library. Oh, what is now, wrong with the King James Bible? What is wrong with the International Bible? If it's not in there, why should I believe it? Well, you can believe what you want, but if you listen to Mauro Biglino, he'll tell you, he said, they can keep that book. They made it up. Well, why should I believe him? Here's a guy that he's an old man. He spent his life reading and learning how to read all the old languages. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. read all the old biblical information, and he says, they never talked about this. They never talked about that. They didn't talk about the garden. They didn't talk about God. They didn't talk about eternity. All that stuff is made up starting at the Nicene Council. That's when they declared Christianity the real religion, and they changed everything. They got rid of what they didn't want. And for hundreds of years, you weren't even allowed to read the Bible if you were like somebody like myself or yourself, saying that we're equal type persons and stuff like that. You'd be killed. But listen, they, let, let me ask they, you. They let me ask you. Let so me. How can you believe any of it? Well, how can you believe what you believe? What proof do you have that this, this guy actually this, knows what he's talking about? You know, you you quoted a friend about something that you didn't even validate. You take everybody's word. No, I don't take everybody's word. I, I, it's like if you told me something, I know you're a respectable, intelligent person, and I don't think that you would lie to me, and probably I would accept it, unless it was totally against my belief, and then yeah. I would uh, check it out. But what this guy told me yeah. was work is similar to something I read. He got back to me. I started reading Gerald Massey. I went through all of his natural genesis books and, and the Egypt, Light of the World, and all that stuff. I understand everything he said. In fact, if he was here, I'd get in touch with him because I could say, you're wrong about this 500 different things in these five books. Because he is wrong. It doesn't matter. But here's the point about my book. I just wrote it back a few years ago. I just seen on TV about the tower. My steps are there. 
I just got the book on the mystery of the cathedrals about this alchemist. Uh, I've had that just for a couple of years. My steps are carved in stone over there in that building. Now, you can say I got this book 20 years ago and read it and then wrote my book, then threw that away and pretended I never seen it, but I didn't do anything like that. You have my word. I have no reason to lie. And then when you care, compare the steps to the life and times of Osiris, yep, it's exactly there. Then you have to say, well, the cover on my picture, what I did is either a total lie or it's the truth. Listen, listen, like, listen. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Hold on here. Sure. Now, the object of this show is not to promote your book, number one. Okay? It's an information yeah. show. I'm still trying to find the information that that I, I think that you are telling me you have knowledge of that will help change humanity, help humanity out of the out of the you know the global weather catastrophe that we've created, help the sick, help the poor, help the hungry. This is what I'm interested in. Well, let's say that Jesus did cure. I believe that, and so do you, because right. I know that the things that Jesus said in the Gnostics, he knew everything, in fact, much more than what I know, but we're both working on the same thing, okay? But he had it. It came from Egypt. Now, here's the thing. Let's say that I walked in the cancer hospital for children, and I cured all those children. Mm -hmm. Would that be a benefit? It sure would. Well, that's... That's my goal. Okay. So what and what have you done? What have you done to prove to to make advances with this in order to save lives? Well, I'm still. I went through the process once, and I thought that was all there, but there's actually a little bit more to it. Okay, and I haven't been talking about that, and I won't until I get that part finished. Uh, so you, so you I don't, don't so you. I, I don't want my I don't want my work lost. That's why I wrote this book. Here's the steps. This is what you have to do, and if you do that, then you're going to be hooked just like I am because you're going to believe that it works or there's something there. Now about the Anunnaki. Yeah. These clay tablets that I mentioned, they're this. They're drawn differently, mm -hmm. but they're the same as the alchemical ones. I sent you a lot of them today. They're the same. If you can read the one, you can read the other. They're talking about the same thing that Isis and Osiris is based on. They're talking about the same thing that Jesus said when he was walking around preaching and, and he had the one powder to cure with. So you either have to say, well, the Gnostics are a total lie and this fits to Osiris, but it doesn't mean anything. Or you have to say, you know, maybe the Anunnaki were here. Yes, they wanted gold, but they wanted the conditions that we have on this planet. If now, the Anunnaki I, were here, there would be proof. There is no proof. Well, there's a lot of very technical things around this planet were done. Like they said, well, these guys moved a, what, 100-ton rock. Uh, they built with them. They carved them. They fitted them together. They did a lot of things that we can't do. And I don't believe all these people that carved all this stuff in stone, what, they had that good of an imagination? Because they, car they carved similar things all over the world, and they have similar things in their religion all over the world. Something happened. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of writings in the Gnostics, if you understand the whole process, which is what I tell people, you have to understand the steps of what you're doing and why. It's like this here. Uh, we could talk about the Orion mystery. All of the constellations that we use in our yearly cycle are all about the alchemy. Now, the way that I prove that, there's word definitions linked to all the constellations. Those word definitions link to what I'm doing in the below. What I'm doing in my oven is linked at that time of the year with the constellation that's going overhead. Now, nobody ever even talks about those word definitions because they have no idea what they mean why they're there, or anything, but I do. All right, let me ask you this. Our time is running up very fast. If you have the, the answers to the mysteries of life, how come outside of a very small circle nobody knows you? Well, I kind of, and I'm not saying there's anything. I know, I realize the part you're playing here, 
but most people, as soon as you start to talk about things that are totally different than they've known all their life, uh -huh. they'll argue. Okay. Well, you know what? People talk about UFOs. People talk about Bigfoot. People talk about ghosts. You know, these are common things. You ask somebody, uh, you know, uh, have you seen a UFO? People say, you know, I saw something in the sky I just can't make sense of. Do you believe in life after death? These are all topics that are talked about today. And yet, you apparently have the Rosetta Stone to Ancient Mysteries in a book, and nobody's hardly heard about you. I know exactly what you're saying. I've lived with it for a long time. Now, I've, I've tried to talk to people, and right away, I, like one guy said, you're destroying my wife's religion. Well, I said, it really depends on if you want to know the truth about things that you can relate to and read it in a lot of books, because I can show it to you in a lot of books. I can show it to you on stone carvings and the way things are laid out all mm -hmm. over the world. I can show it to you everywhere. If you don't want to accept it, then fine. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, uh, be, a, be a good Christian. I was raised in a Christian church. I don't like saying anything against the Christian church. It makes me feel bad sure. because I was raised sure. that way. Okay? But I've been reading this stuff for 45 years, and I'm at the point where everything I read now, I can't understand everything, but almost everything. And I read books by Sir Francis Drake, uh, Francis Bacon, Edward Kelly, mm -hmm. uh, John D. Uh, you name it, pl Plato. These guys talked about the things that I'm talking to you about, but pretty much always in a hidden fashion. I'll tell you how bad it was. Galileo invented the telescope. For the rest of his life, he was limited to house arrest, and the only reason he wasn't burnt was because he was too well known. All right, Alfred, we've got to say so long for tonight because we've just run out of time. But Exxon Nation, I... I, 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 don't, I, I don't think I got the answer I was looking for. The answer that I was looking for is how can all of this knowledge, and he himself admitted that he's been looking at this for 45 years, and it's a circle. And you know, I can understand the gentleman who says you're ruining my, my wife's religion because at the end of the day, what difference is this going to make? I don't believe the Anunnaki were here. I believe that humans built the pyramids. I don't believe that there was extraterrestrial intervention in the creation of this world. And you know what? At the end of the day, all the naysayers when it comes to how dumb humans are that we had to depend on extraterrestrials, well, if we had to depend on them, where the hell are they now? I'll be back after this break. Don't go now. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com.
www.thepowerhouse.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.